0: Hey everybody, Keb Pound here, and I've got something special for you this holiday season. It's the Black Friday through Cyber Monday sale for The Stupid History Book. This book isn't your typical history read. It's all about the surprising stories behind everyday items. Discover the quirky history of things that you use daily so that you can jingle all the way. It's the perfect gift for that hard-to-buy-for family member that likes to sound smarter than they actually are. So don't wait. This offer is available for a limited time, Black Friday through Cyber Monday. So grab your copy of the Stupid History book at stupidhistory.net. It's history like you've never read before. monday everybody and welcome to another fantastic edition of nailed it with saint joe back in the hizzy for another week hopefully you had a fantastic uh veterans day weekend uh, maybe you got a day off although that's not what it is all about uh hopefully you enjoyed the uh episode that i did and uh want to uh, just again say thanks to all our veterans, uh, men and women out there that are uh doing everything that they can every single day to help uh support our freedom and uh laying down their lives for uh for again for everything that we do. Uh and you can never say enough, but thanks for the service and everything uh that they provide for us. So uh again, just um veterans danis last weekend hopefully everybody um got to see their loved ones if they were veterans uh appreciate them and got to do a lot of things i know my father-in-law is a veteran and he had a busy day planned with um uh, with dinners and breakfast and a lot of different plans uh, to do a lot of he looks forward so uh again just thanks for everybody um and everything that they do so this week um a lot of good things going on in the podcast world with our friends. Uh, hopefully, you're checking out some of their podcasts. Uh, they're doing a lot of a lot of a lot of good subjects are getting hit. A lot of good movies are getting reviewed. Um, just a lot of a lot of changes maybe are coming in some of the podcasts. Uh, don't know what's going to happen. Maybe on some of the things. Maybe there's going to be some construction on a couple. Uh, maybe some tweaking on a couple other ones um it's gonna be interesting here for, i think i think pb season maybe they're looking at some things uh rethinking uh, maybe just taking a good hard look at things because the holidays these holiday scenes are tough you know people are traveling maybe they're they've got plans that are interfering with recording doing a couple things so it's a good time to just really take a whole wholehearted heart, whole look at your podcast. And if you need to reevaluate or do some some fine-tuning on it, then it's a really good time to do it. Um, but, uh, yeah, stay tuned for a couple. Uh, but, but don't stop listening to them. I mean, you got myself that you're tuning in here on Monday. You've got Pedals to Support on Tuesday. You've got Sleevy G Show on Tuesday. Uh, go there. Uh, you've got refiltered on Wednesday. Um, that one there is, is definitely, uh, Kev is doing a good job with uh, some guests and, uh, he had Biebs on this last week with a good old stroll down memory lane. That was a fun, uh, fun show with some old clips that brought up, uh, some really good memories. Uh, make sure you check out Cindy, Hypno Wellness, uh, for all your, uh wellness needs. Uh, she's got a lot of great subjects that she hits. Um you can definitely check her out. Um Thursday you've got Beebs on his own podcast Finding Your Way. Um he had an interesting story this uh this week uh on a friend of his uh, the mop buck their our story uh good message uh, so check that one out too uh I'm sure he's always got something up his sleeve for uh for Thursdays um every um quite a few quite a few come out this uh, on, uh per week for the movie lovers unite uh they do a lot of reviews on different movies um specific genres uh they kind of bounce around a little bit on different movies so it's kind of nice to get a, a good uh, flavor of movies uh, but they do great reviews uh, so make sure you check those guys out um, of course every day we've got the stupid history minute uh, you can check out uh, just a minute of Nuggets of History there. And then um, don't forget our friends on podcast on Fridays, Mike and Jay. We always want to give them some support over there. Um, this week, um, I wanted to talk, you know, everybody talks about sports. There's a lot of good sports coming up. There's a lot of controversy in some sports right now. Uh, That's coming up, but one of the big things um, already next week, which I can't believe, um, Thanksgiving is coming up. Um, But there's there's games that happen every week, and the same teams kind of play each other every Thanksgiving, Um, and it got me thinking about um, some of the big rivalries that are in sports, and you know have kind of a big a big rivalry as well. Uh, so when it comes down to football and my wife is, has grown up a diehard Packer fan. She lives right across the street from Lambeau field, grew up there. Her mom and dad still park cars in the, in the yard and driveway and everything on game days. And um, you know, you, when we go there, we tailgate, we walk across the street and it's, it's fantastic. Um, it's something definitely to see and go to. And Lambeau is a, one of the sacred places in in football to see a game at. Um, it's a great stadium. It's a great place in the middle of a city, and it will always be a special place to see a football game. Uh, I grew up being a big Bears fan, so when it comes to uh, football game f- football season, you know Bears Packers has always been a big rivalry, and and it always will be. Uh, this season has been a little tough because both teams are not doing very well. Um, the bears, I think pretty much wrapped up the first and second pick, um, with their record, they're terrible. They're horrible. The Thursday night game against Carolina was just awful. Um, it was hard to watch. Um, you know, when you have to have Jason Kelsey on the second Kelsey brother on in order to fill some time, uh, you are struggling for ratings. Um, but it, it it was it was just tough winning. The Bears ended up winning, but it was a struggle for them to even win. Um, and to have three wins on a season is just it's just horrible in the NFL. But um I thought they were gonna be better than they were. Um but what can you do? So I wanted to look at a couple different things um to see uh what the what I could think of as some of the biggest rivalries that were um, we're around in sports and I'm, it, it's, it's, I'm sure you can think of some immediately that pop in the head. When I thought about this subject, I'm like, oh yeah, that's definitely going to be one on a list. That's going to be on a list. That's going to be on a list. So, um, I'm just going to go through and see, just, just name off some, there's not necessarily, I, I mean, I guess if you want to put in a list form, I will, but I'm just going to talk about some and, and go from. Ones that I think are somewhat important, all the way to the the one that I think is probably the most popular or most well known um, rival, rivalry in in sports. So um, I'm going to start off with hockey uh, because I mean, in hockey, yeah, there could be there could be a lot of different r- uh, rivalries when you think of things. You're like, okay, yeah, it could be. Anybody could personally have, well, this is my rivalry. But when I think of hockey, and there's, there may not be a lot of hockey fans out there. There could be. I watch hockey when it's in the playoffs, and I watch hockey throughout the year. It's, it's a great game to watch. I think it's very entertaining. I think it's fun. I think people don't watch hockey because maybe they don't understand it or it's hard to follow or they can't see the puck. They're like, oh, they scored. Or, How did they do that? I don't know. But... Um, I remember, I remember a few years back they had it where they put the little blue dot onto the puck so you could follow it, and it was the worst thing that they could have done to the game. I think it ruined the game. I thought it was it was just horrible. Um, it made it, it was like hockey for beginners, I guess. But um, and in my opinion, hockey has gotten progressively worse. the best part of hockey out of the game now is not that I condone fighting or anything like that. But hockey was about fighting. Hockey was about kind of being the rough sport. There was, there was a, um, a henchman, so to speak, that you would put in to say, all right, we need to get somebody in there and say, we need to get the team going. You would put a, a certain line in, and it was a defensive line, and they would go in and they would, they would clean the ice up in order to make sure that the other team would, get in, you know, would, would have some, some trouble scoring. And uh, it's not like that anymore. I mean, if you hit somebody or you do something, there's uh, almost like football now where they've turned it into flag football a little bit is that if you hook them or do anything, you're getting a penalty and it's just, it's just, it's terrible. Um, but anyway, uh, that's a whole nother podcast that we could talk about how, how people have turned sports into nonsense, if you will. But um, yeah, that's, I, I got to get Cab on here or Biebs on here or somebody to help discuss that because that's that's a whole nother podcast. But um when I go to hockey I can think of really two uh two different rivalries that come up. Uh it's it's one is an interstate rivalry. It's the New York Rangers versus the New New York Islanders. Um that one's always gonna be there. Um, it's just the piece of land really um it's the inner inner city rivalry that is always going to exist uh they really hate each other it's kind of like the giants jets um you know play in the same stadium like who who owns that stadium who wants to claim it it's it's kind of the same um kind of the same thing as there this is my piece of land i'm gonna I, i can't stand your team because of it um you know, you're going to make my players. I want to play for this side of the city. I want to play for this side of the city. Uh, it's really more about a turf war than it is off of anything. Um, they've, they've had good teams, but when they get together and they play each other, they just can't stay. New York Rangers versus New York, New York Islanders are definitely a hockey uh, hockey rivalry that comes to mind there. And then the second hockey rivalry that I can think of immediately um, is the Boston Bruins versus the Montreal Canadiens. It's just, um, you know, I I like the Bruins, um, but it's just some of the Bruins' teams over the years. I mean, you've got Cam Neely, who is an all-star. I can just remember him going up and just hating the Canadiens. And they've had good teams. And the Bruins have you know, have gone to the Stanley Cup. They've done good. Uh, Canadians have definitely done well um, and been, you know, good teams. But when these two get together, there was definitely uh, a lot of penalty minutes that were uh, racked up against each other. Um, probably one of the top three uh, rivalries in all of uh, all of hockey uh, were Bruins versus Canadians. Uh, so those are the ones that I can think of probably for hockey, uh, but then if we go to uh, just another one, you know, probably more recent, uh, this one has been in the news quite a bit now um, and it's coming up. It's in the college football season. It's very irrelevant, and it's very, uh, this one has been going on for, I think they're going to play like maybe their hundred game, um, And it is the, University of Ohio versus the University of Michigan. And of course, with Jim Harbaugh now getting uh, suspended for the last three games of the season for stealing signals or signs, uh, it's very, very relevant. Uh, both teams are ranked, I think, in the top four. Um, so very, um, very significant. I could tell you from living in Ohio, Um, people up there bleed Ohio state Buckeyes. Uh, it is all about football. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's just, that is something that, that is, that you can tell like, um, uh, what was it? Woody Hayes. Um, you know, he, they won't stay in Michigan. They'll, they'll stay on the border of Ohio, um, because they, they won't drive up there and stay in hotels that are in Michigan or Ann Arbor or anywhere. They'll they'll stay up and they'll stay across the state, and then they'll drive in on game day because they just – they refuse to give Michigan any money um, or support that state in any way. Uh, I mean, it's just it's just hilarious on some of the things that they do. Um, and, and, yeah, that, that rivalry goes deep. Um it is, it is amazing. Um, when you live there, you hear about it. You, um, I mean, I lived in Columbus for four years and, uh, you know, there's, there are folk heroes there. I mean, Archie Griffith, uh, he, he, is definitely a two-time hall, two-time, um, Heisman winner. He has restaurants there and people, he still comes around and does it. Um, and he is, he's a, living legend there and and he's very very involved in the community but man um i mean that guy walks around he could do no wrong um kirk herb street another one they've you know they've got food named after him and and you go to a restaurant and there's like the kirk herb street steak and all these things and it's just i'm sure it's the same in michigan but i mean it is a rivalry that they have there um but that is definitely a really good rivalry. And most of the time the games that they play are pretty competitive and they do consistently rank as very, very good schools. They get blue chip players. they get a lot of people that are drafted from both of those uh, both of those schools. I mean, look at one of the best quarterbacks uh, that will probably go down in history, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, Tom Brady came from Michigan and you know that Michigan is, is hyping that up to anytime you hear Buckeyes and do things that you know that they're talking about that. But I, I, I'd have to look it up. State probably holds the record for, I, I would think they have the most people drafted from the NFL is gotta be Ohio state. It's gotta be close. Um, I'd have to look up that, that stat, but I gotta think that it's, they rank up there as one of the schools with the most people drafted um, into the NFL from Ohio state, because there is a ton. Um, And it is a, it is a NFL producing school. There is no doubt about it. They have a good football team. Um, I hate to admit it being a badger, um, a badger fan, but I, I hate to admit they do have a good football team. Um, Hard to say, but then they're a big 10 perennial um, big 10 uh, powerhouse, and and it, it is definitely a huge rival uh, for college football. Uh, keeping in college football uh, themes, uh, there's a couple of them. Uh, for Biebs, you can't look at um, college football and not mention uh, the Red River rivalry. Uh, Texas and Oklahoma, definitely, I would think, one of the one of the bigger rivalries in college football, you could spend days talking about rivalries in college football. But I'm talking about if you're thinking hardcore fans where this is, this is one that you're like, yes, this is a hardcore rivalry. These are it. I mean, they play at the Cotton Bowl um, every year. Dallas, it's a neutral site. It's the Red River Bowl. Um, again, it's usually a good game. There's, um, yeah, the Red River Bowl, definitely another big rivalry. And, um, again, consistently, Oklahoma, Texas and Oklahoma, they've been dominant teams in the Southwest. So uh, that was another one that that I could, that immediately popped out at me. Um, and, they, they they pump out some pretty good tables some pretty good teams too uh, another one that is again consistently in in the um, in a college football arena is Auburn and Alabama uh, the Iron Bowl that one has been around for um man let me think I think it's gotta been. Um, Let me see if uh, I don't know how many how many specific games they've played, but it's been it's been a lot. But I mean, the Iron Bowl, um, it's usually played at the later latter part of the season and Alabama and um, and um, Auburn have been there. Um, I mean, they've. They've gone to 18 national championships, which is the, let's see, Alabama have, Alabama Crimson Tide have been college football's most dominant team and have had 18 national champions, which is the most of any school, um, you know, n- six titles under Nick Saban since 2009 six that, that's 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 amazing uh nick saban is an incredible college football coach he didn't do very well in the nfl he was a great coach in uh he's a great college coach um auburn great storied program you know they've uh, been a, they've they've always been a thorn so to speak in alabama's side um, they had upsets in 2013, 2017, 2019. So it's kind of always the one where, uh, you know, you know, if they're going to ruin Alabama season, that's, that's the team that's going to do it. So again, always great games, always one that I could think of the iron ball, very significant, um, college football been around for, a long, long time, and then of course the celebration that they have um, to go to—is it Tommy? Is it Tuberville's tree, or, or whatever the name of the tree is? Where they t- um, after one of the games, the guy called into uh, the the radio show and told him uh, he poisoned the tree, and and they did actually poison the tree, and they thought it was going to die, but it it actually survived, and and um, there's a great. I think it's an ESPN 30 30 for 30 or or behind whatever they call it, ESPN 60 or whatever it is on on this on this um the tree and the tradition. And um it was really a, a terrible story. Um and it was all because of this rivalry. And they wanted to do something to to Auburn. Um you, you know, Alabama wanted to Alabama fans wanted to do something make out make auburn mad and it was it was this tree that if they win they always go decorate this you know toilet paper this tree has just been a tradition and um and they did manage to to hurt it and almost almost kill it but it survived and um it's just a terrible that somebody would do something like that but um yeah check it out i think it's like a 30 for 30 on espn which is a great great tradition that they have um it maybe you know what I'm thinking about, I'm thinking of other podcast subjects that they come along as great college traditions. So that could be, that could be something that we could talk about at a later time too. But um, the other, um, the last college football thing that I could think of, and again, is one that's gone for so long that they've actually given it a, a name. It's been called um, El Asisio. Uh, the annual football game between Iowa and Iowa state, uh, it's been going on since 1894, um, they played each other. Uh, and again, it's, it's just the, it's, it's another kind of turf war, um, and, uh, longstanding, longstanding rivalry between Iowa and Iowa state, uh, that has, um, has always been uh, a grinding, do uh, um, just to see who, who could battle out and win the turf. Um, but that was, those are, those are kind of three that I could think of. I'm sure there's other ones uh, that you can think of. I'm sure people are thinking probably like Michigan, Notre Dame, or, um, I don't know. I and mean, I could throw out a couple others that I've missed, and I'm sure I'm always going to miss any. But I think if I look at if I look at those, um, those are some that immediately. Uh, there's one here that I know that I'm going to miss, and I can't I can't not mention it because it just happened, and it's the Florida Georgia game. Um, <clears throat> maybe I didn't. Maybe it didn't pop out to me right away because the game wasn't. Um, but the world's largest outdoor cocktail party, or however, however they say it now, it's a it's a fantastic event for Jacksonville, um, just because of the atmosphere, because of what happens around it, because it's been going on for so long. Uh, again, the neutral site that they have here in Jacksonville that they use for the stadium. Uh, it's going to be interesting and the arguments have already happened on what's going to happen because of the construction with the Jags stadium of where they're going to move the game. Uh, if you know, if the stadium approval gets approved for the Jags to rebuild their stadium and they're under construction for two years, let's see where they move the game to for the Florida, Georgia game. That's a big question um, because this is truly a neutral site for each each of them uh if they move it, I don't know where they would move it for the fans to make it as neutral as Jacksonville is. um If they move it down to Orlando, yes, it's a little bit further to drive, but Orlando Stadium where they would have it is in the middle of the worst section of Orlando that it could possibly be um it it is it is in a terrible, terrible section of Orlando so you're looking at two sections here for the jaguars and for uh, the florida georgia game if they move it to Orlando, um which is camping world or uh used to be the capital one bowl but i think it's camping world bowl now or whatever they call it i, I don't think that it's going to go there um but they have had the pro bowl band they've had concessions there they i think that's really where it's going to be come down to is where they can have the most concessions um but for flying into Orlando for NFL teams, it is much easier to fly into Orlando than it is to Jacksonville. So I don't know. I don't know. Um, there's talks of it being in Daytona in the middle of the, of the grass in the speedway uh, that could happen too. And everybody sits in the seats right by um, Pitt. that could happen too. Uh that would be an interesting play if it happens right there. That would be incredible, and then they could have everybody down in the pits. Um, that would be super cool. Um, that would be an experience. They've had soccer games there before. Uh, I could see that happening too, but I don't know if they would have college football games there uh, that would I don't know that would be interesting um there's other stadiums I don't there's I don't think that they would go to Florida and I don't think that they would go to Florida State so then you're talking about going up towards Georgia somewhere and I just don't see that happening so who knows who knows we're we're gonna find out but first of all so that's going to be a feat in itself as well but we'll we'll come back to that one for sure but um moving on moving on I'm going to kind of bounce around a little bit here and see. um, Well, let's stick with college. If I I look at college basketball, if we go to college basketball, um, growing up for me, there's one that immediately sticks into my head, um, and that is the college basketball game between Kentucky and Louisville. Um, The cats and the cards always always um, you know this is back in the day coaches uh, that would pop out into my head um, for this one uh it was the days with Denny Crumb versus Rick Patino uh, Rick Patino on the cats Denny Crumb for the Cardinals or you can go back even to um, uh, who was before Patino was it Sutton um I think it was Ed, was it Eddie Sutton? I want uh, well, my dad's going my dad's going to be disappointed that I can't remember before Patino. Uh, I, I want to say it was Eddie Sutton but um but that's okay. Um but I I, I remember the Denny Crum and uh, Rick Patino battles with Kentucky time. Um, and then the big controversy of course was when Patino switched and went to, went to coach Louisville. Um and that was that was just I, he was such a traitor that he did that. But um, but coaching is coaching, and uh, poor Rick Ritino, he's had a he's had a hard time uh, with coaching and a couple of different things. But his son has done good and and uh, and come up through the ranks. But I always remember Kentucky, Kentucky, um, and and Louisville both have very good basketball um, teams, and they've been um, consistently up in. Uh, in powerhouse rankings uh, for a long time um it's home to um, the sixth winningest, winningest program um, for for uh, for college um, for college basketball uh so it, it's they definitely have, have a again, Kentucky is a very good recruiting team. They they get blue chip players for basketball. It's somebody where you want to go play for basketball. Um, and now with uh, Calipari there, um, he's been there for quite a while now and he's he's still a great coach. And he and, and Kentucky is always going to compete and uh, and have good teams. Uh, Louisville as well, they're still known as on the rise as Kentucky is always going to be. Um, you know, known a little bit more, but um, but still great, um, uh, great championship teams, um, great rivalry. Uh, Kentucky still, however, leads the series by quite a large my mi- margin. Uh, they lead all time series thirty seven to seventeen. So Kentucky has always gotten the better of Louisville, but always have great games. Uh, the other one uh, in college basketball that without a doubt has been the one of the best rivalries um, and always will be uh, is uh, Duke and uh, UNC. Uh, That one has always, always, always uh, just been, I mean, part of Tobacco Road, right? Duke uh, and UNC, two of colleges most successful and storied basketball teams. Um, It's, you know, they are they're just probably the elite some of the probably two of the most elite basketball programs in college um college basketball i mean that that if you you think that's where i want to go play basketball immediately you're like that's where i want to go i mean i know my son he says i want to go to unc and i'm like why do you want to go there and he i said you know basketball you got to be Michael Jordan right now to be playing basketball there. Um, And uh, it's just, it's, it's UNC. It's crazy. There's a long history of stars from both Duke and UNC. Um, They have produced, I think Duke has produced 73 uh, players and UNC has produced 72 players. Um, from the N, uh, from the nba that are in the nba um, you've got coaches uh Mike Crozes Mike Krizeski, uh Dean Smith Roy Williams uh you know those are the mount rushmores of of college uh, um legendary coaches um UNC leads the series uh 143 to 115 uh, but they've um, they've secured uh, bragging rights uh, by beating uh, beating Coach K and the last game. So UNC beat Coach K, handed him his last loss. Um, home game, ending Coach K's career by beating Duke in the final four in the biggest game of the rival's history. Um, so they ended Coach K's career by giving him a loss. Uh, so, UNC will always go down in history as last loss of his career, uh, holding that rivalry one more, one more. Uh, what do you say? One more um, uh, notch in the belt, or whatever you want to say, or whatever, uh, whatever saying you want to put is they've got they've held hold one over him because of that. Um, and that's a big one. <laughs> that is definitely a big one. Uh, but that, yeah, UNC uh, Duke is is by far one of the biggest college basketball rivalries that that I can come to. Um, let's go to let's go to NBA. When I think of NBA, going up, uh, there's there's really two 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 teams two rivalries that pop into my mind immediately and it's the time that i grew up it was the 80s it was it was you know i would think four players um that stood out to me as rivals for these particular teams um one was magic johnson versus larry bird so there's the there's probably one of the biggest rivalries there was the Matt was uh, Lakers versus Celtics, um, which were, if you look, um, just at that one alone, successful franchises in the NBA, uh, Boston and Lakers have each won 17 titles, um, and have played each other in the finals for a record of 12 times. um, Although the, the rivalry was probably more heated in the 60s and the 80s, um, they share the history between the Celtics and, Le- and Lakers have an uncommon degree of gravitas this day. The rivalry is a major part of NBA history uh, with players like Bill Russell, Bob Cousy, John Havlicek, Magic Johnson, Wilk Chamberlain, Jerry West, Elgin Baylor, Larry Bird, Kevin McHale, Kevin Garnett, I mean, there's a whole list of everybody that you can think of. I mean, for crying out loud, the the NBA uh, logo is Jerry West. I mean, it doesn't get any any bigger than that. You, there's a Laker as the NBA logo. Um, so Lakers and and Celtics are by far probably one of the biggest. Um, rivalries in nba history if not the biggest the second one though that i can think of for me personally was the detroit pistons and the chicago bulls and it was michael jordan and isaiah thomas um i think it was for me because i think detroit was one of the hardest teams for the bulls to get past in order for them to get to their titles So that rivalry and just the, the, you know, you remember the bad boys of, of Detroit, the, the Pistons, you know, with Rodman, Lambeer, um, Joe Dumars, um, you know, uh, just there were some great, great players on Detroit. Um, what was his name? Vinny, the microwave. I can't forget. I can't remember his last name, uh, but they called him Vinny, the microwave, um, Oh, Beavs is yelling at me right now. You can notice the Pistons team in the 80s just as well. Um, but if you look at the Bulls team in the 80s, I mean, it was so dominant. I mean, leading them to three championships. And then, you know, a lot of them returning and, and coming back and then, um, you know, led to three more championships. So the Bulls were so dominant. But I just think that, Detroit was one of the hardest teams for them to get past, uh, which had a really, really good rivalry between Bulls and Pistons. So, yes, Lakers, Celtics, but I think Bulls, Pistons deserve to be uh, mentioned as well. Um, Football, NFL football, we talked a little bit about, yes, the Chicago Bears and um, – Packers it's it's the oldest two of the oldest teams in the NFL the Bears and Packers they've been rivals for over a hundred years they first faced each other in 1921 Um, they've uh, said you know in recent years it's it's like I said it's lost a lot of the juice because the Packers have enjoyed nearly 25 years of uninterrupted Hall of Fame quarterbacking uh, why the Bears have had probably about twenty-five different starting quarterbacks um, between that time? It's been unbelievable that we just can't um, we can't do. That. But twice a year they have, you know, they play each other, and um, um, it's it's always a good rivalry. Um, now that Aaron Rodgers is gone and gone to the Jets, and Jordan Love is the quarterback, they um you know i had this conversation with uh, with my dad the other day and i said like like this like that was like i just mentioned 25 years if not more i think Brett Favre was there for 17 years uh, um, and then Aaron Rodgers was there for well he must have been there for 17 18 years something something to that effect as well the, the Packers have been very, very, very spoiled that they haven't had to have a quarterback. Um, no other teams have had back-to-back Hall of Fames like they have, and they haven't had to worry about it. Well, now they are, and they're seeing that that is a significant uh, position in the NFL, and that if you don't have a good quarterback, your team – Is going to struggle and the amount of money that they paid their quarterback and that they gave up and that they, you know, over 50% or 60% of their salary cap went to their quarterback that they just don't have the other players on the team, put a good team together to build around, uh, to have the, the weapons and the positions that they need. Uh, it's, it's going to be a struggle and uh they're they're finding out this year in a hard way that yeah you can give up superstars you can give up receivers Devontae Adams went to the Raiders and he's not that happy and you know they lost a couple you know Aaron Jones got hurt and a couple a running back and went down and but when you have p- big pieces down and you have things happen it's it's a hard game <laughs> it's a hard game and um you know, like I said, the Bears, they haven't had a good quarterback consistently. If they've had a solid quarterback for two years, I think Mitch Trubisky might have been a quarterback for two years, maybe two and a half years, and that might have been the longest quarterback. Uh, Cutler. Jake, Actually, Jake Cutler probably was their longest quarterback. Uh, last quarterback, that would have been the most senior quarterback and i think he might have been three years so it's it's a it is a long long road um i mean i i'm hanging on to you know the 85 86 season where they still were up won the super bowl and i've got jerseys and signs up and everything up in my game room and trust me it's it's hard it's hard to be a bears fan but you know what? They're going to come around sometime or another. They're going to be back on top, and you know I'll be there when they are. So we just keep hanging in, keep hanging in, and I'll take the Packer fans singing the Bears still suck and all that stuff. I'll just keep on listening to them, but that's fine. But I said that, you know, there's certain teams that uh, play every everything is giving. I think the Packers are playing the Lions. And I think the other other um, rival in football that I think that you have to mention uh, had, that's been around for a long time is the Cowboys uh, versus the Redskins. Uh, I will be the Commanders. Um, it's always been the Cowboys and Redskins. Um it was Cowboys and Indians on Thanksgiving, right? I mean, it was always like that. So um, Cowboys Redskins, Cowboys Commanders, whatever you want to call them, uh, I think that was a rival. Um, now you look at Cowboys Eagles uh, has become a very big rival. Uh, I think that's a very important rival. Uh, but there's a, there's a lot of different ones that you can look at in football now that that are maybe some that are becoming more and more. Um, you know, the Chiefs up and coming now, so maybe the other one that really comes to mind is um, maybe like Pittsburgh and Baltimore, Ravens, Steelers, I think is probably so. Um, those are might be something that I could mention. Um, let's go into baseball. This is baseball's not really something that I know a lot about, um, but I think. Actually, let's go into one 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 more sport before we hit baseball because I'm going to end with baseball. Um but let's see I'll mention this sport um yeah, there's there's two other let me mention this sport before I go to baseball. So there's two things that I have absolutely no clue, no no desire to learn about nothing. I don't care to watch it. I know nothing about, but um, I know that other people like it. I know that it's huge. Um, I know that Beebs likes it. Um, and I know that, you know, I know that their fans are rabbit fans. and will go to war for them. So the two rivals that, um, that I have, and that I've found that people care the most about, um, are the the Celtic versus the Rangers uh, for soccer. Um, so, one, the Celtic, obviously a Scottish soccer team, and the Rangers, um, Rangers, uh, I don't know who they are. Rangers are some other kind of soccer team. Uh, they probably are bad and need some kind of relegation for uh for beebs, but I, I have no idea. But um Celtics uh have fifty-five titles and the Rangers have fifty-two. So they're obviously very good. Um and they they hate each other. Um but the Rain the, the Oh, so the Celtics have been long associated with Catholicism, which I like them already, and um, the Rangers are a symbol of Protestantism. I can't even say it, Protestantism. So, um, yeah, no wonder. It's a religious battle, so no wonder they hate each other. Uh, But there. Um, That was one for soccer, which, um, again, I don't know anything about, but I know that people go to war for them. Um, And then the other soccer one, which I think – again is a huge huge fans um it's known as el clasico i think beebs has even talked about it before is the rival rivalry between real madrid and fc barcelona um uh yeah so madrid and barcelona they've combined for 61 titles over the league's 93 year history Uh, Real Madrid holds the all-time lead, the slight lead with 35 wins versus 26 wins for Barcelona. Um, So, yeah. Um, So, Real uh, literally means royalty. So, Royalty Madrid, while FC Barcelona is a symbol for... Uh, Catalan nationalism and anti-fascism sentiments that arose during the Spanish civil war. So even the meanings have like, uh, are the names about each other. So yeah. um, You want messages uh, about that contact Biebs uh, on our UNF uh, site uh, unfiltered site, uh, Beebs, uh, UNF at Beeb's UNF pod on Twitter. And he'll be more than happy to talk to you till you're blue in the face about soccer and the rivalries. But me, yeah, I relegation. I, I don't care. <laughs> so, um, baseball on the baseball. So there's two, um, two really big baseball rivalries that I can think of 162. Um, I know that he's thinking about the Braves and the Phillies because he hates Bryce Harper. So that's one on his list. Um, So, you know, the Braves and the Nationals because he hates Bryce Harper, Uh, the Braves and whatever team Bryce Harper might've been on before because he hates Bryce Harper. Uh, So I know that that's on Kev's list. Um, You know, basically anybody that, Plays the Braves, um, but there's there's probably some other good ones. I can think Cubs and Brewers just because I grew up and that's who we always watch. The Cubs in in St. Louis, um, we're always pretty good. Um, but the ones that really comes to mind when you think, um, you know, and I'm sure Kev's going to disagree with me, but that's okay. He can he can have his own podcast on this if he wants to talk about it. Um, The ones that come to me are are Dodgers and San Francisco. Um, They, you know, they date back to the Brooklyn Dodgers and the New York Giants um, and the Los Angeles Dodgers and the San Francisco um, Giants represent the National League defining, defining rivalry. Uh, across the 2,559 2, games in 132 years that the rivalry has been contested, the teams are matched. The Dodgers hold a um, minuscule uh, 1,274 to 1,263 uh, lead, and they tied 14 times. Um, the teams are the two most successful uh, National League franchises, the Dodgers uh, have 24 pennants in the in the record, and the Giants are in close pursuit with 23. Um, and most recently, the Dodgers beat the Giants in a legendary five-game series in the ni- in the 2021 NLDS. So I think that that um, rivalry can definitely stand the test of time and be as well the biggest rivalries in baseball um, baseball history. And the other one, I think without a question or a shadow of a doubt, and probably the biggest rivalry in any sports, uh, regardless of the sport, is Yankees versus Red Sox. Um, I mean, as far as any American pro sport is concerned, this is probably the rivalry. Uh, dates back to 1901. The Yankees and Red Sox have played 2,320 times over the course of the rivalry. The Yankees maintain a slight lead with 1,000 wins to 1,049 losses, and they've tied 14 times. Um, not sure how they tied 14 times, but that doesn't matter. Um, there is uh, no shortage uh, on either side for them to hate each other. Uh, you know, the curse of the band BMO, the, uh, you know, 86-year title drought. Um, they recently squared off, uh, I guess, back to 2003, 2004. Um It's just, this is, they're both storied franchises. Um, You think of baseball and you think of rivalry, you think Yankees and Red Sox. I I mean, you just, you've got to think of it. Um, It's just one of the things. Um, So I think that that's probably, in my opinion, one of the biggest, one of the largest rivalries in sports history um, amongst the other ones that I've mentioned. So I'm sure, as with anything, when I do a list or when I talk about things, I've missed some. And you know what? That's okay. If you want to add something to it, there's a comment section at the end of the podcast. When you listen to it, put it down there. Make it just, hey, this is what I think I should have had. That's okay. Or you know what? Better off? Share it. What do you think about this? What did uh, uh, what did he miss here? And uh, and respond to our, our share your thoughts on Twitter, because I'll respond to them. I like it. Um, but hopefully uh, you liked it, Some sort of sports, uh, a little bit different than some of the things that I talk about uh, typically. But um, uh, the one thing that I do have to say, and the one thing I like about all the podcasts that, we, uh, that I mentioned, um, a few of them, is that they tend to talk about Um, a lot of the different things and subjects that we all talk about. We all talk about each other's podcasts. We share what each other talks about. Uh, Sometimes we expand on them. Uh, You might hear subjects on this list on other, um, which is great. And um, I mean, that's great. We have a great community. Uh, So speaking of that, if anybody out there is looking to start a podcast, anybody wants to, need help help doing starting a podcast wants to get into it um or if anybody wants to join the family that we're in uh unfiltered studios we're definitely out there looking for people to uh, come in and be part of uh what we're building what we're doing so you can hit us up you can look at unfiltered studios or unfpod.com and there's a uh, there's a section to say Look for more information. Get me on Twitter, or you can email me. Uh, it's nailed it with St. Joe at yahoo dot com, and uh, we can certainly talk and get some information. So, um, but yeah, I would love to have you talk about it. We we like sports, movies, TV, uh, anything. I mean, we're looking for a true crime podcast right now. We're looking for foodie, music. Um, conspiracy theory whatever you want we'll take we'll talk to you and have whatever you need so if it's something you think please let us know uh, we'd love to have it and we'd love to have you join uh, UNF uh, our unfiltered studios so hopefully you liked what I had if you did uh, go on rate it uh, do your best and um, yeah that's all I've got for you this week. So I want to say again, um, I wanted to end it by saying uh, to my friend, uh, Beebs, he uh, hopefully had a great weekend. He turned the big 4-0 this weekend. Uh, I hope he got to spend some time with his family. He got to enjoy uh, his birthday. And I uh, just wanted to give him a special shout-out, say happy birthday, beebs uh you know the unfiltered studios uh wishes you well welcome to the 40s club uh you know that all of us uh care about you and as we as you say on your podcast we all love you buddy and uh we hope you uh you have many more great birthdays and uh enjoy your 40s and uh welcome to the club now old man so enjoy it bud Uh, With that, I will leave you guys for the week. Uh, As always, work hard, play hard, but whatever you do, make sure you nailed it. This podcast is a production of Unfiltered Studios. If you would like to know more about joining Unfiltered Studios, please visit our website at unfpod.com for more information. Mm, Nailed it.